0: And I saw that I didn't make the final roster. I was like, oh, well, you know, it, it sucks, but, you know, there's still other chances for me. Um, then I would say, you know, 45 minutes later, I get me and Moses get the same emo. and I check my phone and I'm like, oh, my God, no way. <laughs> and uh, we both look, we both looked at each other because we just got back from training. We just checked our phone. And we didn't say anything. We just looked at, up because we, we're across the the locker room from each other. So we both looked up at each other, and we started like we we didn't want to scream or anything, but we we could tell how excited we were, uh, to you know go through that. Um, I didn't I didn't know that, but Moses was going till I checked like the top of the email said to me and Moses. So, it, just to see his progress as well, um, all the hard work that he's put in, you know, the both of us, it was great to see.
1: Live from our man caves in Virginia Beach, this is MLS Gone Wild, where Blem and Mike D. bring you the latest news, rumors, analytics, predictions, and all things MLS and American soccer. Let's get it going, Blem.
2: Hello and welcome to MLS Gone Wild Season 3, Episode 19. This is your host, Blem.
1: Listeners, thank you for joining us once again for another episode. This is your co-host, Mike D.
2: On this week's episode of MLS Gone Wild, we are joined by two-time MLS Team of the Week honoree, D.C. United and U.S. Men's National Team midfielder, and one of the most talented and electrifying young talents in all of MLS, Kevin Paredes. Kevin, welcome to MLS Gone Wild.
0: Thank you, guys. Man. I appreciate you guys.
2: Of course, man. We're glad to have you on. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. Just chilling
0: for a game tomorrow. Uh, ready yeah. for that.
2: Got a big one against a red-hot Atlanta United team.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're ready for that.
1: So, Kevin, we're going to jump right into things. But before we do, um, we're going to start off a little bit light. So at just 18 years of age, it's apparent that the beautiful game brings you so much joy on and off the pitch. As a young man growing up with a father who played baseball in the Dominican Republic, where baseball is huge, what made you choose soccer? Where did it start? And what made you fall in love with this beautiful game?
0: Yeah, um, actually, my brother, my oldest brother started to play because uh, they did, you know, join a little bit of the T-ball game, but uh, that took a little too long for my parents. So, you know, was, they just moved to soccer, and then, you know, both my brothers played, my two older brothers played, and, you know, they introduced me to the game, and then uh, I played a lot of basement soccer with them. So uh, no rules, no no whining, no complaining. It was strict, strictly just going after it in the basement. So that's pretty much where I fell in love with the game f- from my two older brothers. Uh yeah we played a lot competitive we were very competitive. So I think that's where I get my little bit scrappiness, a little bit of uh electricity during the game. So all through I I would say through basement soccer is what got me started playing the game.
1: Yeah, that's uh it definitely shows on the field and it sounds very similar Blake to uh another one of our guests Brennan Aronson who who seemed to have played a lot of basement soccer with his brother as well.
2: Yeah, him and Paxton used to go at it apparently. But yeah, that That basement soccer translated right into what you did for the D.C. United Academy. So you joined the D.C. United Academy at the age of 13. And after just three years of development in that system, you signed your first team homegrown contract for D.C. United. Since then, you have totaled upwards of 1,700 minutes and 18 starts and are joined by other influential homegrowns, including your boys, Moses Nyman, Griffin Yao and Donovan Pines. So we frequently discuss the player development of academies like FC Dallas or Philly, but from a former academy player's perspective, how has the DC United Academy been able to produce players that are mentally and physically ready to adapt to the pro game?
0: Yeah, when I joined um, the academy when I was 13, I didn't, you know, realize how professional, how serious the, you know, the whole academy took it. Um, just playing club, having fun playing club. You know i needed that next step to you know really excel my game so i joined the academy and then once i joined the academy it really brought my mentality my you know my games way above what i thought or imagined that i uh, could produce so um when i joined there was a i was usually you know one of the better kids in my age group and um through the whole club system i played up and i was still one of the better players and then when i joined the academy like players my age uh, I was playing a year up when I joined. Um, I wasn't the best player anymore. Uh, from the D.M.V. area, it produced such great talent, unknown talent that you know the world and the country, you know maybe aren't you know used to. But I'm glad that you know the guys that you mentioned, me, Moses, and Griffin are you know some prime examples as of right now. Um, you know leading up to you know the future ballers that are, are gonna come up. So. Like I said, it was all through the ranks. Like, I had to move up. I had to prove myself. And I think that's how, you know, the competitiveness from the the academy is really what, you know, made me want to push even more to, you know, join the first team. So, um, like I said, like, the academy is just, you know, eye-opener for me and a bunch of, you know, young players as well to this day.
2: Absolutely. And how cool is it that you, yourself, Griffin Yao, and Moses Nyman are all taking these steps early in their career into the pro game together. And you guys have been doing this in the Academy system as well.
0: It's, you know, amazing to see. I love how all three of us, you know, at one point played against each other in different teams and just, uh, you know, combined in the Academy, you know, grow together, learn together, laugh, you know, fight against each other every day. It's just, you know, for me, it's a blessing to have those two, um, you know, the day-to-day basis at work. So, um, those two, when they first signed, I was, you know, extremely happy for them. Um, You know, I wish it was me as well, because who wouldn't want to, you know, turn pro at such a young age, but that, uh, like always through the academy, they fought, they fought every day to prove themselves, and much, they much deserved that opportunity. It was just a matter of time of, you know, how hard, or I wasn't going to let, you know, those things bring me down, or get, you know, jealous or anything. It was just a time of work, and like, uh, keeping my head focused and you know one day i didn't know it was going to be that soon but I, w- I would want and i would want it uh would want and want to love to be in the playing with them again so love it
2: and now you and now you guys are sharing all that success it's awesome to see sure.
1: so now we fast forward right and you, into your rookie season dc united finished second to last in the entire league and after a decade as head coach ben olsen was fired Fast forward to present day, where first-year head coach Hernan Lasada has you guys in sixth place in the East and playing some of the most potent, high-pressing, energy drink football this league has ever seen. How has the culture of the club and the style of play changed since Hernan Lasada took over for Ben, ben-, ben Olsen?
0: Uh, like you said, you know, Hernan's a really you know, strict and straightforward type of guy. Uh, he has a, you know, a dream, which is, you know, be a playoff team to win the playoffs and since day one i've i've been under him he's you know he showed me all of those qualities uh he really the way he plays in the way that i want to you know play my football is exactly what like i dream of just go out attack run you know fight that's exactly how um Hernan wants us to play so uh, i think that really matches my game my first vers- uh how versatile i am on defense and and attack it can, you know. Sometimes it it displays on the field. So, you know, I, uh, him and Nico really took me under the wing this year, and you know, believed in me and gave me some big re- responsibilities. Even though in the beginning of the season I was hurt, they still, you know, you know had faith in me coming back. And you know, I didn't know I was gonna I was gonna continue playing on a day-to-day basis because the players that were you know in the positions before worked very hard through preseason. So. Just the way they, you know, they have faith in me and, and believe in me is what, you know, keeps me going, keeps me motivated and keeps me pushing hard every day during practice.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I even saw in an article on MLS Soccer or MLS.com, um, he, he basically regards you as, as a DP. <laughs> and so that's that's amazing to see that um, that kind of, like you said, uh, belief in, in a player like yourself. Mm-hmm.
2: So you talk about yourself and your play style under Hernan Lasada and the success that you're having under Lasada. Let's take a look at some of the numbers. So through 13 games played this season under the instruction of Lasada, you have scored two goals, played six key passes, completed 82% of your passes, succeeded in 12 dribbles, gotten stuck in on 21 tackles, and intercepted 15 passes. Like you said, you fly up and down that left flank and do the work on both sides of the ball, and that's exactly what Hernan Lasada is asking of you. Kevin, describe to us your style of play and mentality and how you think Lasada's tactics have helped your game grow.
0: Yeah, Lasada really gives me this freedom of, you know, when when it comes to the final third, you know, really be myself. And I felt like last season I didn't really display that as much because I, I would say I was a little too, you know, shy or timid or, you know, afraid of if I was going to take on a play and lose it. Um, but these are all the things I would – uh, show in the academy i would show you know taking on players with no hesitation uh but i think last year i i did that quite a bit but you know this year he really he really got to the focus with me and just said you know it doesn't matter if you lose it up the field keep trying keep you know pushing keep taking on the players because that's what you're best at and you know he puts me in the right spot so i can show my creativity and um so whenever I get in my one v one, you know, mindset or in the game, I just, you know, it, it comes natural now. It's I don't have to think about it. I just do it, and uh, I think his game, his the way he, you know, instructs me, it's really free for me. So uh, I gotta say big thanks for to her not.
2: So. All of that sounds like Hernan Lasada and his coaching of you so far this season has really made you gain confidence heading into the game when you're driving to the stadium, when you're in the locker room. What is your mentality going into that match?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think of everything I mean, before the game starts. I think of all all the things that, you know, led up to this moment, all the sacrifices I've made, my parents made, uh, you know, the coaches, my teammates made for, you know, for just for me to be playing in this in the game is is huge. It's something I can't take for granted. So whenever I step on the pitch, I let all like all my feelings, all everything that you know I think of, it it just goes away, and I just think about the next ninety minutes. Is, you know, this is my time to show who Kevin is really is. So um, it's just you know something to get my mind away from, and something I joy and love very much when I you know step on the pitch.
1: So you you're gonna say something, Blake? No? Okay. Um and I mean we kinda saw some of that stuff too. Um, you know, you talk about in the final third being a little bit more yourself. I can't remember what the player was, but on the on the end line there, you meg somebody recently and it was like all over Twitter and just
2: uh, Nick Hagland.
1: Nick Hagland, that's I, I wanna say young young words for some reason, but yeah, it was just Chef's kiss there, but you've been deployed as a left back, left wing back and a left winger so far this year. And that versatility that you touched on is, is really important. But going forward, which positions or positions suits you best and why?
0: Um, I would say anywhere up the field, um, even this this year and last year, I was getting really used to defending and learning new roles, uh, which was great for, you know, for for coaches to see that I can no matter what circumstances down if they need me to play in that position i'll you know give it 110 percent um but i would definitely love to play you know higher up the field get more scoring chances get more assists get more dribbles um either left or right wing 10 i would i would love to play those positions but like i said like anywhere you put me i'm gonna enjoy it just being on the field is you know i can't take that for granted so i can't complain and but ideally it would be up the up the field.
2: who doesn't doesn't
0: want to score goals right (laughs) exactly
2: ideally it would be further up the field but this season you guys have had a plethora of injuries so your versatility has been very important about filling different holes on the team but you said you want to play higher up the field is there a part of your game that you think you need to improve upon whether it's defensively or offensively
0: yeah well i would say offensively is the you know the final product i would say um you know this this year I see it a lot because I'm getting more of those chances to score and, or assist. Uh, these are it, which is surprising me because these are chances that I I never missed in the academy or or years before. So you know, it shocks me a little bit that you know I can't you know, get that final product. I can't get that final pass. So that those things I've been working on a lot these past couple of weeks. So so more more of the stats, more of the goals, more of the assists come up. To, so hopefully I can help the team win. And then defensively, it's just knowing the, you know, defensive roles and the, the tactics to, you know, defending, it's going to help me a lot for later down the road. Um, you know, I didn't defend, I, I got to be honest, I didn't defend ever before, you know, like in the academy or anything. So these first two years were really my first, you know, two years of actually defending, you know, like tracking back and all that. I would say back in the academy, if, if the ball was going down the, the wide, the wing to our attacking goal i've not track back at all but <laughs> but you know this year i it, it's it's players that if you lose the ball they're going to punish you type of type of player so you know having that mindset and that mentality saying you know it's going to be it's going to suck to run all the way back and you know lose some energy but you know what it's for the team it's for the fans for the coaches for the club so you know i'll do that a hundred times in the game if that's needed for me
1: yeah and everybody's doing it. I mean, every the guy next to you's doing it, the whole team's doing it. And it's resulting in, you know, turnovers and dangerous spots where you guys are scoring goals. Yeah.
2: I feel like every game that we watch, Mike D of DC United, at least one of their goals comes from a turnover in the final third, and they find a the lot It it's crazy. It it really is crazy. But Kevin, for a guy that said he never did any defending in the Academy, 21 tackles and 15 intercepted passes is pretty good <laughs> especially
1: yeah. at 18 you know 18 and being a second year in the league going up against some some veteran players that's stellar
0: <laughs> yeah that's what I say like uh especially you know Ben Olsen got me really into the defending part last year uh you know like like a player he was he was scrappy and he liked that for me so I would say the you know the basement soccer really helped a lot just to you know get stuck in just don't worry about you know, what's really going to happen afterwards, just, you know, some of those tackles, like some headers. I, I've i never got headers in my life before, so going up for headers is like a, a shock for me. Sometimes I win it, sometimes I don't, but just like the efforts I put into it, it was shocking for me. Um, and yeah, just like I said, like the scrappiness is what, you know, that's why I like defending now. It's just whenever I get into a 1v1 moment when someone's attacking me, I was like, I'm going to tackle this guy. I'm going to win the ball and go forward with it. So that's why, you know, pretty good stats, but you know, I need more. I need more.
1: Yeah. Sounds like we missed out on, on this basement soccer thing, Blake.
2: <laughs> yeah, it didn't help that I grew up in a one-story home, so I didn't even have a basement.
1: Yeah, or any siblings to, to, to do that with.
2: Yeah. But... Kevin, before we head into our break, you said something very interesting, and I gotta know if this conversation has happened between you and Hernan Lasada. Kevin Paredes as the 10. Has that conversation happened?
0: It has not.
2: Actually, it has not.
0: Um, no, I played kind of sort of, you know, off the striker when we were playing with two strikers at that time, um, but not like, you know, strictly just the 10 rule. But uh, at times I would drop back as, as the 10, but... No, there hasn't been like a formation or anything as you no know, me as a ten yet, but whatever happens, happens, I guess.
2: I would love to see you fill in that role. So if Hernan Lasada, if you're listening for whatever strange reason, if you're listening to this podcast, let's try it out. It's still a weird experiment here, okay? Listeners, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, At A Time Outfitters. Stick around because after the break, we will discuss Kevin's experience training with the U.S. Men's National Team ahead of the Gold Cup and his career aspirations. We'll be back in 60 seconds.
1: We all love the beautiful game we spend countless hours watching, tweeting, discussing, playing, and talking about the sport. And we all have our favorite memories when our teams made history. Moments like Liverpool's miracle in Istanbul or Celtics 2-1 triumph over arguably the best Barca side ever, those moments that keep us coming back for more. But what if you could carry those moments with you all the time? At-a-time Outfitters create soccer-inspired wristbands to let you wear those memories on your wrist. Each reversible elastic design gives supporters of the beautiful game a unique way to rep their favorite team in any setting with wristbands for your favorite teams from across Europe the USA and beyond each added time design incorporates a 90-minute story from that famous match check out all 24 of added time outfitters current designs on the web at www.addedtime.com or follow us on Facebook Instagram or Twitter at added time outfitters
2: Welcome back to MLS Gone Wild, Season 3, Episode 19, featuring DC United, Wonder Kid, Kevin Paredes. Head over to addedtimeoutfitters.com for all your soccer-inspired wristbands and apparel. Use code GONEWILD, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your entire order. So, Kevin, earlier this year, ahead of the Gold Cup, yourself and Moses Nyman had the opportunity to train with the senior U.S. men's national team. What was that experience like? And what did you take away from your time under Greg Burhalter and his coaching staff?
0: Yeah, that experience, when I got the call, that was a dream come true. You know, playing for the country I grew up in, um, it was just an honor for myself and my family to, to see all the hard work, you know, starting to pay off. Um, but, yeah, that experience was unbelievable. You know, I had some of the best players that I played with ever. And, uh, you know, Greg Burhalter is a phenomenal coach i would say you know um even in the short time i had with them he you know he he gave me a lot of things to take home uh through mentality through my play uh gave me new positions to try uh yeah i think it was a great experience for me because it just shows like the competition or, or the work that is needed to for me to you know be on that final roster um but those guys were you know unbelievable they were sharp they were you know, fast with the play, um, and that's that's the player that I want to, you know, someday be in. So it just shows that I just need some work. I just need to you know keep focus uh, t- towards my end goal. You know, Greg. You know, I had a co- couple conversations with Greg, and you know, he really believes in me. He he likes my he likes my work, um, and he can see me in the future. You know, playing for under him. So um, just those conversations that we had. it was short, but. You know, you. It meant a lot for me.
1: That's so awesome, man. When you got there, I gotta, I gotta ask. like When you got there, I mean, I can only imagine the emotion of just initially getting that call. But when you first get there, and you guys are all decked out, and you know your blue training kits, and you guys step onto that that training pitch for the first time together, and you see all the guys, who was the one that you were like most starstruck by?
0: Ooh, I would say. Probably Giassi's artist, to be honest with you.
1: Nice. I would nice.
0: say his artist because you know my brother, you know he was a big artist fan for the LA Galaxy, so uh, I'd watch him a lot, and uh, yeah, it would probably be Jassy's artist.
1: So you guys are boys now. You guys talked. It's all good.
0: Yeah, we uh, we talked a couple of times. He's a really nice guy. Really nice yeah. guy. And, uh, I followed him after, and he got, I got a follow back, so it was great. And there then, you go. Afterwards, um, after the Columbus game when we played, we talked for a little bit. So, you know, those are just amazing guys. They're really good players, but behind all that, they're really good people as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. Well, I'm glad that you're able to foster that relationship. But back on topic now, right? So, hold, on, career...
2: hold on, hold on, I'm not done with this U.S. Men's <laughs> National Team talk, oh, okay. Mike. This is important, okay? The people of U.S. Men's National Team Twitter need to hear all of this. U.S. Men's National Team fans are hyped about Kevin Paredes. If you scan the Twitter sphere right now. So Mike D briefly said, you know, you were probably excited when you got the phone call, phone call from Greg Berhalter, but like, what were your emotions? What were you doing? How did you react?
0: Yeah, it was, um, it, I was right after trainings when I got the email cause they, they sent out the, you know, the final roster before I got my email and I saw that I didn't make the final roster. I was like, Oh, well, uh, you know, it, it sucks, but you know, there's still other chances for me. Um, then, I would say, you know, 45 minutes later, I get me and Moses get the same email and I check my phone. And I'm like, oh, my God, no way. <laughs> and uh, we both looked, we both looked at each other because we just got back from training. We just checked our phone and we didn't say anything. We just looked at, up because we're across the the locker room from each other. So we both looked up at each other and we started like we, we did not want to scream or anything, but we we could tell how excited we were. Uh, to, you know, go through that. Um, I didn't, I didn't know that but Moses was going until I checked, like, the top of the email said, to me and Moses. So, you know, just to see his progress as well. um, All the hard work that he's put in, you know, the both of us, was, it was great to see.
1: What a moment.
2: From D.C. United homegrowns to playing very important roles for D.C. United to then training with the senior U.S. men's national team, gold cup roster like that's a dream come true that's amazing
1: yes sir so kevin before we let you go you know we're gonna ask one last thing you know your career's taken off you've achieved you achieved excuse me the dream of making it to the professional level a lot of soccer players aspire to get to and the sky's the limit for you we like to ask this question when we have some younger players on like yourself who come on the show so when it's all said and done and you hang up the boots what do you want to look back and see you know what are what are your goals for your career and advice for young guys coming through the academies who who want to get to where you are uh
0: my goals are probably playing the highest you know competition ever um in the biggest stages um to make sure my you know my family I made my family proud uh just this, you know all everything that they done um what made kevin dredis is is what they did you know, behind the scenes, so to make them proud, and for you know all the players that are coming up, uh, uh, especially the younger players, uh, my advice would be never give up. Um, There's times before in my career where I was told I will you know never be a professional soccer player due to my height or strength or anything, but I never let that get to me, and I you know you know worked on my weaknesses, uh, and it you know showed the world my strength. So. Um, my one, you know, piece of advice is never give up. You know, if you have an end goal, which is become pro, don't let, you know, anyone or anything, you know, stop you to to reach your end goals. Well said.
2: Very well said. Mike D, do you have yeah. anything else for Kevin before we let him go?
1: Nothing else. Best of luck to you tomorrow on your game in at Atlanta, man, or against Atlanta. Thank Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming got- on the pod as well. So.
2: I gotta so, know two things real quick. Under Hernan Lasada, what's your mile time?
0: Mile time. I actually haven't ran a mile in a long time, but
2: I so know. So I, I, I ran a seven twenty today. Could you beat that?
0: I, I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> take, take Definitely. <laughs> All
2: right, and and real quick, jump into Hernan Lasada's shoes for for a second. What are your keys to tomorrow's match against Atlanta United?
0: You know, they have some quality players up front. Um, you know, all around the team, they have quality players. But, you know, if we, you know, stick to our game plan, stick to our defensive responsibilities, you know, score our chances that we get, um, there's no reason why we shouldn't get the three points tomorrow.
2: Oof. Love that, baby. Let's go, D.C.
0: Got to watch I out hope, for Big Bad, uh, yeah, <laughs> Big, <laughs> Big Bad Joseph.
2: Yeah, he's back. Big Bad Joseph. The we king is back. We got him. All right. All right. Well, well, Kevin, thank you for joining MLS Gone wild, man. We appreciate you taking the time out of your night, the night before a big match day for you guys. We appreciate you, man. And we wish you nothing but the best of luck going forward. And we are now huge Kevin Perez supporters.
0: <laughs> thank you, guys. We appreciate you guys for having me.
2: Of course. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of MLS Gone Wild featuring Kevin Paredes. Tune into ESPN Plus tomorrow at 8 p.m. to watch Kevin and D.C. United take on a red hot Atlanta United team for Mike D&I and Kevin as well. Enjoy your weekends. Be kind to one another and we'll see you all next week. Peace.